Good morning, friends. This is George speaking, your technology information channel. This is a Sunday morning at 22.11. This podcast is about governments uh, planning to basically take control of the internet. And these are my opinions, friends. Um, We have known, some of us have known this for quite a long time. Personally, I have covered about COVID before. And I've seen a video reference Dr. Hopkins has been circling uh, this last past while. There's a lot more to this, friends, than what we realize, but there's something I would like to mention very personal to my heart. My dear loved one, who I have been with 42 years, has been suffering with melanoma cancer from April this year. And uh, I don't want to go into too much detail because there's a few things that I have to follow up. And sadly, she didn't die with the cancer and I mean, sadly, she didn't die with the cancer is because she took septic, okay, which is an infection. Now, she was, as my wife, my wife basically, friends, I'll say this, she was uh, a very hard fighter and she was a, she loved technology. At the start, whenever we started uh, to when I started to show her different wee devices that you buy and uh, like everybody else we all learned she found it a bit difficult even well before the illness but she got a lot of pleasure out of uh, gadgets the like of uh, tablets on mobile phones and at one time when she was in the hospital uh, from April when we had COVID out it was the only lifeline basically we had because hospitals were basically closed down to patients because of the so-called COVID. So technology played a big part in our lives in communication where we could see each other and where we could talk to each other. We were, we're basically, we were like two stick and plasters, never apart. And from time, she would give me good, strong guidance. She was a very wise person and also a very caring person. Who would have basically reached out to help anyone. So she loved her mobile phones. I remember many a time when a new one came out, she would have said, that's a lovely phone, I'd like to get a new phone. And you know, Going through whenever you lost a loved one and you're you're tidying up and you come across stuff that you forgot about or you'll come across stuff and the amount of mobile phones from the old days is unbelievable. But anyhow, that's another story. So I just wanted to get her in here in this wee podcast because she deserved it. She knew that I'd done technology and she would have said to me many a time, even when she was at home, because I brought her home friends to look after for 13 weeks and if I was able to still look after 
If she hadn't got an infection, I could have treated her at home, but she might not have seen a few days. So that's the reason why herself and me decided to treat her in the emergency department to give her a chance. But sadly, the technology, technology that they have, in my personal opinion, my wife didn't get the full ban of it. Okay, so to move on with the rest of the technology podcast, I just wanted to give her uh, a wee mention. And I would say, love, rest in peace. You'll always be missed by me and my family and many other good people. So yes, we all have from time to time sad news. We all have from time to time family losses. And there's quite a lot of the people in the world suffering for different reasons. And sadly it's beyond our control at times, even though we would love to have control of it. It's not like a computer where we would have some control over it. So by trying to basically, how would you put it, uh, you know, how would you put it, you know, you have two options, you'll never miss, you'll never forget that person, but you still have to try and take one day at a time. So I remember being told, please stay at their computers, please stay at their technology, please do not give it up. My good beloved one told me, please do not give up at your technology because I know that you love it. Because you knew it would keep me, if it makes any sense, insane. It would keep me something to focus on. So, by listening to a number of podcasts on a number of uh, pieces of information, about technology and how the government are using this virus is very scary. Now we know that there is a virus out there and we know there's people has died. We all have difference of opinions. But there was a doctor in Canada uh, that was forwarded from a, a friend of mine and obviously you watch it to see what it's about. You know, friends, this is just more this is just more than COVID. Okay, this is just more than COVID. The government banks at the, at the minute are the Speedway have been working on what they call digital, digital currency. So basically money is going to disappear. It's going to be credits, okay? Now some people may be listening to this this morning and say it's a load of nonsense. I would say, friend, do your research. So one may say, well, see, there's nothing wrong with current, uh, with uh, digital currency. Well, the thing is, once the system is set up for credits, how far are they going to go? If you speak out against COVID, you're going to lose a certain amount of credits. So basically, they will have control of your finance, for starters. They're already trying to control our internet because they fear they fear the, the, the fear that voice that a person has, the fear that freedom of expression that a person has. You know, we hold our politicians to account that design all these laws and make all these policies. And these policies will affect us, friends, because your internet access will be controlled. We hear about different countries in the world 
where they can turn it off and turn it on and censor them. The internet, friends, was not designed to be controlled by governments. It was designed to be free from government control. That's why it was designed. The person that designed it, and it's clear in the research, the internet was designed not to be controlled by governments. Now, regulating is a complete different thing than controlling. Okay. So yes, why we have people threatening people online, why we have scammers taking money off people, old people, you name it. Yes, we have no objections to that being done. But, you know, if certain governments get their way, friends, they will basically be able to turn you off the switch of the button. It'll come a time that your VPN, virtual private networks, will no longer be any value to you. Because they will close all them businesses down if they don't abide by their big, big, big brother sort of thing, you know. Do as I tell you, do as I say, or else. You know, even Facebook, they'll become nothing if they if they don't do what the government tells them. So how do we stop this? How do we stop this? Well, we stop this by a number of ways. This is the simplest way of doing a podcast and exposing it to the public. This is not talk. We're not talking today about going under the the black tunnel system and stuff like about Tor and all that. We're not talking about that. We're talking about general use of your devices to be able to do what you want to do without being controlled. I would like to see more geeks coming out and speaking out. You know, you will you see all this magic software you buy, antivirus programs, that's Norton, McAfee, whatever it is. Is there a possibility someday that'll be controlled by the government? Where they'll say, give us a backdoor key. By all means, go ahead and attack them against viruses, but we want to see who's using it. That's already happening today, friends. Not with, I'm not saying with Norton and McAfee, but it's already happening with other products. So what's the point in buying a product if you're going to give someone a spare key? What's the point in locking your front door if you're going to leave a spare key outside? Your encryption will be no longer any value to you. Because when the time comes, they will insist, the governments will insist that they need that encryption code to break it in case there's a terrorist attack. This is what they'll do, friends, to get their way around it. Now, I talked about globalization a long time ago and a lot of people laughed and said it was fake news. And of course, there's a lot of things happening behind doors in the big technology. If you check out, you'll find that the, the governments are trying to control the big, the big tech people. So, yes, we've got nothing to hide. Yes, we are trying to help your people out there keep their computers up there and their devices and we're trying to talk about different devices coming out but the problem is remember the system itself is not squeaky clean you will always get a rogue in every system your information can be sold by third parties to make money and people often say to me how do they get my telephone number very simple friends because we give it to them. We go online 
and we put in our telephone numbers and we trust the companies. But do we ever read the small print? A lot of people don't read it. They click a box, they scroll down, they click a box. And in that small print, it'll say that some of this information may be used for monitoring and other purposes. Other purposes, friends, is using it for to make money. And then marketing companies get it online and they phone in trying to sell you a product. That's how they get their number. There is services where you can go to, but it's only a jet companies that they're blocking from phoning you. It's not the rogues. There is ways of chasing, believe it or not, unknown phone calls, okay? And that's to do with technology. So, just to give you uh, an idea of what's going on at the minute, and uh, of course the governments will, the governments will deny it because they don't want you to know. The role of government in control of technology, research and development. Oh my goodness. Government backs ground to breaking space technology, that's okay, but don't worry about that. So, There's a lot of things, friends. There's a lot of things going on behind doors here and it's becoming very, very scary. And it's basically the governments want to have, they want to be able to control you like a puppet. So we go to speak out about something they'll have control to be able to turn you off or they may come up with a you know you broke that system you done this you done that or it wasn't me I didn't go there but they will use it so there's a lot of things there's a lot of things going on in the back doors uh, Uh, we also are having problems with uh, Windows 10, Windows, no, Windows 11 store at the minute. Friends, you know, this was mentioned in 2019. Okay, this was mentioned in 2019. Governments are rushing to regulate the internet. Users could end up paying, for paying the price for it. Now, this was done in uh, 2019, and it was covered by CNN then. Now, in the early, 19, in early 1996, John Perry, the founder of the, of the Electronic Foundation, a one-time uh, member of a Grateful Dead, declared the internet to be independent of national governments. I declare the global social space we are building to be natural independent you seek to improve us he wrote you have no moral right to rule us nor do you pose any methods of enforcing we have true reason to fear Barlow who died last year this was 2019 news was was more prone to 
Rory Progress on many of his his uh, counterparts, but he declared with reflective widespread belief that the internet was a thing apart where traditional rules and regulations did not and could not apply. You know, online the lack of regulation allowed them to build massive and uh, make huge profits. Today Silicon Valley is facing the backlash. Amid widespread concerns over fake news, influence companies, cybersecurity, and the sharing of violence and extreme content, more and more countries are pushing to rein in the big internet. So they're basically, you know, this is this isn't just today's news. This has been going on for quite a number of years. I remember Steve Gibson from TRC, and I give Steve a plug in because I've learned quite a lot off Steve. And I remember Steve talking about about there may come a time where the governments will be looking a backdoor key to software. And do you know something? That's going back a few years. And do you know something? When you look at today, Steve's actually hit the nail on the head. He was actually right. That's exactly what's happening uh, behind doors. They would argue it's to do with control of violence. Of course they would. But you will find out that if you disagree with someone in your own personal opinion, you'll either be possibly be banned off that site, possibly, you'll, you know, and if you stand up to the government, your internet connection will be killed. That's mobile device or not. And some people might say, that's a force, doesn't ever happen to me, do I don't know what the time limit is on this, friends, but there's a lot more happening behind the doors. You know, the... It's not about conspiracy. It's not about conspiracy. And it's, this, you know, is about regulation over day. That's basically what it is. Australia had a history of overreaching when it comes to internet regulation. A plan for a web backlist was abandoned in 2010 amid widespread Criticism, criticism, sorry. The country is by no means alone in the last push for great control. On Monday, the UK government proposed sweeping new powers to take violent content, fake news and harmful material. Now listen, fake news. It's only fake news when they, when, when they don't want to be exposed. So... They're trying to reach three powers by law in the UK, basically where they can control it. Friends, this is scary. This is scary. Because basically, you're going to have to... You're going to have to, you know, if a law is brought in, or if you have to start paying more money for the internet, even though you're paying for your ISP to connect to the internet, if you have to start paying more money use the internet itself just to browse well then this will affect us the internet was designed free it was designed that the governments would not have control and you know there was a piece wrote in the CNN opinion and it says he promised to make tech firms responsible for tagging harmful content and activity online we will make tech companies more responsible for their content they host and place. Tougher requirements on platforms to take robust action 
against terrorism, exploitation and abuse. You see, they're using that there as an excuse. Terrorism, exploitation. Well, I would say the tech companies have been helping the governments to catch terrorism, for starters. So I wouldn't buy that, friends. That is a complete load of nonsense. There's a lot of people work for governments that don't know how to use computers. That's a fact. Hospitals, police departments, security. You know, some of our own computers at home are a lot more secure than government computers. How do I know? But I've seen it. If you do your research, you'll find that many a time there are certain people have even hacked United States government computers. Some have been caught, yes. And there's one particular one that stands in my head. I remember watching the videos and doing the research on it many years ago, where they said that the guy had a disability. Okay, let's put it that way. And he was just comfortable using a program, and apparently he left a message <laughs> in the United States government computer systems. You don't have a firewall. He embarrassed them. And I believe he knew he was going to get caught, and he done it for that reason. You don't have a firewall. Friends, there's a lot of people are barristers and high up. Don't know how to use a computer. That's hard to believe. But that's a fact. So, basically, to make it easier for the government, they'll take control of it completely. They'll tell you what you can do and what you can't do. Your freedom of speech, your freedom of opinion, it'll no, no longer be there. So we need to stand up and we need to do our research and we need to do our podcasts and we need to, every time we find out that there's a piece of software being used by the government, that they're going to have a key. If we pay for a software to protect our systems or to help protect them, should I say, and we find out that they may have a key, then we need to let the people know. Because I will not be banned on any software that the government has a backdoor key to it. There's a number of ways of browsing online without a personal private network. And there's a number of ways of setting things up. I have no problem with a simple advertisement. I have no problem I'm not going to go on the computer paranoid, okay? Because of a no point. But what I do have a problem is the internet being controlled. You know, not only the internet will be controlled, your mobile phone networks will be controlled too. And if you step out of line, I'll go one step further. And if anybody's listening to the podcast, they can correct me if I'm wrong. You'll be like going back to school again. You're two minutes late and you'll get a slap. But this will all be done by government control. Now you'll not physically get a slap. You'll lose so many credits. So, how many people in the government is going to make money on the internet when they control it? Because we might end up paying for it. We do pay for an ASP, but that's only to connect to the internet and download data. 
In the United States, where tax firms have been a benefit most from decades of legislation and free speech, their calls for similar action. And what the governments are saying, we need a robust free press and exchange of information, but we ha- we should face the reality that fake news, fake news, okay, it's not all fake news. So basically, a the big media come out and say something and you disagree, they'll say that's fake news because they want you to believe that they're right all the time, which is complete nonsense. And the reason that this is all coming out too, friends, is because COVID, um, the COVID virus. Now, free speech concerns, okay, Few people would deny that there are major issues with the internet and that the government action is required to fix them. That's complete nonsense. While the web has created opportunity, giving groups of violence and making our daily lives easier, it's also created opportunity for scammers, giving a voice to those who spread hatred on all things. This is the excuses they're using, friends. The security people that go after terrorism. They do not need to control the internet to find them. They've been doing it for years. But while many of the problems have come as results of government handoffs, approaches to big tax, many of the process proceeds, sorry, are in Australia cases, laws actually give more power to companies to police the content. This could be seen as you you broke it it approach but the risks is that, pl- that the platforms which are not subjected to the same kinds of obligations to protect free speech or express governments end up deleting anything politically senseless we know what there's China controls their internet we know what there's North Korea will control their internet and we know what there's many other companies control the people and we've seen time and time again where they have turned the internet off because they don't want the world to see or get embarrassed of what's going on. Friends, that'll happen in the UK. Friends, that'll happen in the United States. There'll come a time when you're doing your research, you'll be restricted to what you can find. As I say again, the internet was designed to be, not to be controlled by governments. So, you have a lot of geeks today and they may be doing a good job and they may be helping people out and educating people but they will not go against the government ever because they will lose that right so is it about the dollar in my case no because i'm not in that position and even if it was i would always speak out and try to help people with their computers or devices and when I don't know, I research and I learn. Because there's not everybody has the money to take it to or take their devices to computer shops. So I hadn't done a podcast for a while, friends, because of my personal experience. 
it sort of knocks you back a few days and you know you have to try and get your head gathered and things people say process this and process that that's not as simple as that a lot of us have been there so it's all one day at a time for me so when I listened to that video uh, Dr. Hopkins from Canada he just you know this guy is a guy that's well experienced this guy has degrees in every field this guy has degrees in every field right to the top and he's not a young guy he's an elderly guy and he's a straight talker like myself and he's saying that what we have today is not what the government's telling us he said there's bigger reasons for it it's about it's about controlling the people and I'm not an activist, friends. I'm a state talker. I speak my mind. And I do my research and my cross-tagging. But of course, you can go to a company and you can be trained on a couple of weeks training to spot information that they would say to you, stop that, that's fake news. They've become experts in COVID. They've become experts overnight in technology. They've become experts overnight in security crime. You know, myself and other geeks will laugh at this. You know, they've become experts in Linux. They've become experts in everything. You know, that must be some magic course there now. You know, it takes us geeks years and years of learning. And the stuff that we learn, it's not even on the, the pamphlets. The stuff that we learn about password crackers, about how ports work, how to trace a server, how an IP address, how to find out who owns a website. You know, the list goes on. They don't do them courses. They're, but they're, they're basically coming up and saying, we're experts. When you go to share a post on a social media platform, many of us will see this we post. Now, read this before you share it. So they're trying to tell us to read it. I would say to them, I read what I want to read. Don't tell me what to do. For I'm not a puppet. I'm not a wee bleh, government lamb. Don't tell me what I can't read. I can read. Thank God we do have Article 10 in place at the minute, but I do believe that the UK government, if they get their way at the minute, they want to rewrite the human rights. And that'll happen in America too and all around the world, Canada and everywhere. Where you'll not be able to argue, well, what happened to Article 10, especially in the UK? Freedom of expression, freedom of rights. The governments will rewrite that. Friends, if we don't stand up to it and speak out and bring make people aware what's going on, that's not about cybercrime. That's not about terrorism. You know, cybercrime has been going on for many years. Why now? Why just you stop it now? The government have closed their eyes to cybercrime for years and years. It's only now because COVID-19 is out. It's a name that designed for a reason. Yes, it's a, it's a flu. Yes, it's part of SARS-1, SARS-2. It's a common flu that got out of a lab. I personally believe 
but others were different. And they're using that there to test the people, to see what the reaction is. Now I'm not calling for people to wait on the streets. I'm calling for geeks to expose it. And maybe some geeks out there are a lot smarter than I am. Let people know exactly what they're doing. If they're doing something for good reasons, yes, we would all support it. But they will control us and we'll end up paying more money for it. So, and then somebody else is going to make... is going to make themselves very rich. As usual. The old saying is, follow the money, trail, and you will find it. So, friends, this is very important. And I'm sure Steve Gibson will be quite happy to break it down more, take more geek lane for you if you wish. Does the government have control of the internet at the minute? Well, federal laws, with a few exceptions, the free speech provision of the First Amendment, or federal, state, and local governments from directly censoring the internet. The primary exception has to do with obsessing, including crime and etc., which does not enjoy the First Amendment protection. Okay. Okay, so who has control of the internet? The internet is different. It is coordinated by a private sector, non-profit organization called the Internet Cooperation, or Sanctum Names and Numbers. C-A-N-N, which was set up in the United States in 1988 to take over activities performed for 30 years, amazingly by a single ponytailed professional, sorry, professor in California. What part of the government, oh sorry, what part of the government regulates the internet? The not naturally Policies were officially implemented by the Federal Communications Commission, the FCC, in 2015. Through this, the FCC classified the Internet as a regulated utility under the 1934 Telecommunications Act. And you notice that we'll do under misuse of the digital telecommunications. They can do that. How, how do governments block the internet, one of us may ask. Government actors can block or tamper with domain names, filter and block specified keywords, block a particular IP address, or urge online content providers to remove content or search results. Often governments rely upon commercial software to do the job for them. So when you listen to that there, your actual search results that you type in will be limited. So that's that's another way they'll control you. So if you're looking to find information on a particular politician, they could have that search results removed from the search engine and you won't find it. That's exactly how it'll work. And Google and other places may be forced down that road. Your ISP will be forced to block your IP address, whether you're using a VPN or not. Some may say, well, does the United States own the internet? Since the advent of the World Wide Web, it has been controlled by the United States 
But on October the 1st, 2016, the United States handed over its nearly two decades of control to the Internet Cooperation or Segment for Names and Numbers, ICANN, which is a non-profit organization and is based in the United States of California. And they can also friends take up back at any time they want. Who's the main regulator authority over the internet at the minute? As the FCC maintains jurisdiction over the areas of broadband access, fair competition, radio frequencies, media responses, public safety, homeland security, the FCC was formed by the Communications Act of 1934 to replace the radio regulations functions of Federal Radio Commission. Can the United States shut down the internet without even, you know, there is no law that gives the United States authority over an internet service provider. Without a court order, there is also the need for a court order for the government to shut off services. In addition, these fairly large roadblocks are a human rights group such as the ACLU, Amnesty International and others. Well, so how do they get, how do they get around that particular one? First of all, they take control of the internet service providers by putting panties on them and fining them. So they force them to have control. Okay? As, as far as human rights is concerned, all the governments have to do is throw up a new bill of human rights and get it passed. That's how simple it is. But if they come across and the people stand up and speak out, and say, right, if you go that way, we'll vote you out. We'll vote somebody else in. And I believe today I'll even go one further. That they're trying to bring regulations in to make it harder now to vote themselves out. So if there's a government doing this at the minute, what they do is they will set another system up, a political system up, where you'll not be able to vote them out. They'll be controlled, so it will be world order. It will be globalization. These are all small steps. People may say who created the internet. Bob, K-A-H-N and V-I-N-T-C-E-R-F were internet inventors. Okay, so where does the internet come from? That's another question people may say. The internet development from the ARP planet, which was founded by the United States government to support projects within the government and at universities and research laboratories in the United States, but grew over time to include most of the world's large universities and researchers, armies, or sorry, arms of many technology companies. So it basically grew friends from day one. You know, internet freedom, friends, is an umbrella term to do with digital rights, freedom of information, the right to internet access, freedom from the internet censorship, and the net neutrality. Some believe the internet freedom is not a human right. 
I would differ on that particular question. Some people believe that the internet freedom is not a human right. They think this because putting something like internet freedom as a human right could weaken what the human right stands for. Going along with this, people pay for owned and operated, operated these servers and services and saying someone has a right to them, which makes it a claim of entitlement. Some countries limited what their citizens can watch and view on the internet, various. And that's exactly what's going to happen to us. You'll be, you'll be limited to what you watch and what you use. In June 2012, it was declared a human rights by the United Nations Human Rights Council. Some countries have attempted to ban certain sites or and, uh, sorry, or words that would limit internet freedom search. Since the 1990s, European regulators have held American technology firms to higher standards of privacy. The First Amendment, oh sorry, let me get this right. Technology firms to higher standards of privacy and competition that American regulators have required them. European regulators have also sought to eliminate from their networks hate speech that is tolerated by the First Amendment but is illegal in Europe. And this, this podcast could go on in depth. So they will have a right what you watch and a right what you do. So if that's not control, I don't know what control is. So, I wanted to, I know I've done a podcast or two before on this particular topic. I wanted to waken people up. You know, you'll notice that YouTube have tightened up. You'll notice that if you even, you know, if you get permission to play a particular piece of tune that someone has, you got permission to use it. They will still get it blocked. But you know, some other countries can put up what they want. The control has been going on for quite a number of years at the moment in small steps. But the governments are pushing for more. Because we have been using social media for a number of reasons. I use it for a number of reasons. I use it for technology information. And I also use it for political information. And I also use it for my opinion. And of course I use it for sharing information with my family and friends. I think the government have realised that we have found the internet to be a very powerful weapon. It's even handy if you want to do shopping online. It's handy to communicate across the world to loved ones. And it's handy to reply to if you have to fill information and for different art documentation and that you require for exams, results. You can even do courses online and etc. So, you know, it's also used obviously for history and for different different ways of putting information out. And the more, you know, the governments can't even secure their own computers, but they want control of the internet. God help us. God help us. And it not matter why you use Linux computers or MacBooks. Apple may be standing up at the minute. I may give you some protection, which is a good thing. 
but it's not the first time the government have tried to take them to court for to get information to get all your excuse me your uh, encryption keys and etc will they get it eventually they will because what they do is they bring other regulations in under a different method and they'll use that as a roundabout way friends I don't have 10 degrees A levels and T levels and all that and I'm not running anybody down the doors but in my opinion all you need is a bit of common sense sit back look at what they're doing do your research cross target and you will soon spot what's going on do you want to be using a device today where you decide to go to your browser and try and find, in, find, find out a piece of information that you're trying to learn about or maybe something that you need to do example if, do you want to be able to go at some of your good friends when you're doing your tech podcasts on YouTube or whatever and some of your friends, some of your followers write in I've got a problem friend, I've got this nasty virus I can't remove it off my system maybe it was designed by the government Pegasus and quite a number of others do you want the government to stop you telling that person whether it's by phone or communication do you want them blocking you to tell them how to remove it that's what the government fear that's what the government fear I remember seeing this Pegasus spyware software it was designed in Australia by a guy and they'll tell you it's been taken down friends don't take it in they're still using it they're still using it on the quad that's so you say to yourself I don't need to worry about it now it's not being used it's been taken off it's not and I remember when I seen it I didn't know much about it and I'd done a bit of research and within 10 minutes there's already a script I got put out on how to remove it from your mobile phone that's what the government do not want you know they're not just watching tariffs they're also watching everybody because they want to control you they want to see what you're doing and friends this is not a conspiracy podcast I'm not away with the clouds you know of course I'm not today talking about e-graphics cards scramblers how to block mobile signal phones jammers computer frequencies how you can see someone's system by a simple coke can on a laptop I'm talking about your right to use it of course I'm not talking about hate speech you know we don't have a problem but we draw a line as privacy and this will affect your privacy once they control your money through digital currency they basically have you under control then they will bring another law in and another law in and another law in through time so I put in something out this morning to other geek guys I want to put it out to Leo Laporte.tv Leo what's your opinion on this what's your opinion on some of the things that the governments are doing Will you, Leo, someday be controlled? What information you put out to us? 
I'm going to put it out to Chris Bertello, another wee smart guy has been on technology. Chris, what's your opinion on this? On internet control. Do you buy that the government are doing it to watch this much of? And I know Chris will see the bigger picture himself. Chris, what would you think about if the government brought a piece of software out? Although they have money out, we know that, and we can't stop. How would you feel, Chris, if they were snooping your systems? How would you feel if it come to come day that when you do your research on that particular thing that comes on your system that you find that you can't remove it? That you can't even wipe it? I'd just like your thoughts, friends, on this. So, if you know Chris Bertallo and Leo Laporte and all the Steve Gibson, GRC and all. Ask them what is uh, what is the worst scenario for us as internet users. We know that there's a good scenario in a sense for keep scammers up. We have no objections to that. We have no objections. Will there be less viruses? Well, that would be a good thing. But there's also a lot of problems could come down the road. Do we want to really pay more money? when it was designed to be free in the first place. Okay, friends, I'll leave them thoughts with you. It's a sort of a strange podcast, I would say, between emotional and facts. Okay, so... We'll call this one, Are Your Eyes Open? Technology Eyes. Okay, Technology Eyes. Are your eyes open? Okay, friends, thanks very much for tuning in. And uh, we will come up with a very interesting podcast in the near future. Uh, We all get unwanted phone calls from time to time. What you can do about them and how you can learn to trace them. If you get an email, how to trace where it came from. And how you may reply with a piece of software on it that they can't see it. So when they open it, you can see their location. There's an interesting thought, all right? There's an interesting thought. How do you use the brains of a system for your benefit? We'll also cover how to jailbreak stuff that's been out for a long time. Jailbreaking basically means make it do something that wasn't designed to do. You know, I have a tablet up there that's out of That's out of date. Okay, friends, just bear with me a second.